Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. Let's talk about history today because history is such an important part of educating our kids. And when I say that, I think sometimes people think, well, I have to know all the dates and my kids have to memorize every word, every date and every name that's in history. And that is absolutely not the truth. Now, some kids really love that mm-hmm. because God has gifted them that way. That's how he's mm-hmm. created them. And that's wonderful. But I know that that's not for everyone. So walk us through what history looks like for maybe for your family and what it can look like for other families as well to make it fun. It's so important. And the reason that it's important is because we tend to repeat history. There's a lot of history we do not want to repeat. So even if you hate history or you just don't understand it or it never made sense, which is very common, sadly, you can do this at home. So the first thing I want to say is you probably, if you went to a typical public school, you grew up having social studies instead of history and probably interconnected or disconnected units, I'll say. Maybe one year it was state history, one year American, a different year it'd be world history. A lot of our history since the 1980s in American education has been heavily influenced by Howard Zinn and people like him who have tried to completely recreate what happened in American history. A lot of people have no idea who Howard Zinn is and they don't realize that they actually have been educated with his concepts. A lot of half-truths and a whole lot of twisting. Um, But there is a way to overcome all of that. Parents can learn with their kids. And as long as I've been in the homeschooling world, which is 40 years now, because we started homeschooling when I was a kid in 1983, um, parents have always said, wow, I can't believe how much I'm learning now that I'm homeschooling my kids. And that's kind of universal on every subject. But history is one of the big ones where people say, I didn't know these things. I never Mm -hmm. heard these stories. And so what I'm going to tell you works with whatever curriculum that you're using. If you've already bought a curriculum and you're thinking, oh no, this one's not going to work. Don't think that. Just start where you are and dive in with your kids. Um, History is something that I think is best done in person, hands-on, lots of different senses are involved. And so the first thing you want to do is make it relevant. Why does this matter? You know, your kids Mm -hmm. are always going to say, why do I have to learn this stuff? My kids ask it about everything. Um, So why does history matter and how does it matter to me? So one of the coolest things you can do with your kids is a timeline. And timelines come Mm -hmm. in all forms. It can be a neat one all down your hallway walls. It can be in a notebook. Um, Some people do a poster board of a certain century. But I love to have one that shows the beginning of the world all the way up till now. And we are young earth history people. So we believe that the earth is around 6,000 years old. And so our history starts at Genesis 1. And we follow the timeline all the way through the current day. And so as we go through all of our history, we keep the same timeline for many years. And so the kids get to see the progression of history, but they also get to see where they are in in relation to so many other things. And so besides putting down dates like, you know, the Pharaohs in Egypt and Jesus came to earth and the medieval times. 
times. All of those things are very important, but we also try to put personal items too. So we'll put in grandparents' birthdays, uh, any ancestors, if you've got any kind of genealogy um, research that's been done, put those people on your timeline. It'll be so fun to see you know, great, great grandparents in the same time as some famous people. You can put you on the timeline and show your kids, hey, I was born back in the 1900s and this is what was going on then. <laughs> and um, anyway, show them how history has progressed because most yeah. people have not learned it that way, sadly, that it's all one long story and it's all connected. Mm. And then keep the timeline going pull out a map and start reading some good stories. I love historical fiction. That's absolutely what made me love history as a kid was a story that was based on real events with some adventure and a character who was probably my age in the main part of the story. And it helped me just to live it, you know, live medieval events or, you know, Bible smugglers. I loved church history when I was a kid because my mom got her hands on some really neat books about, you know, the Reformation and people trying to smuggle the Bible or copy it. Um, you know, the pioneers going west has long been one of my favorite things because you could get so many stories that put you in that covered wagon and yeah. and you know out in the middle of nowhere and building a log cabin with Ma and Pa Ingalls and all of those things. So get good stories. Historical fiction is great. But alongside that, try to find some um, factual history, which thanks to the internet is so easy to do. You can go on to the internet and just look up anything and there's probably an artifact. There's probably a virtual field trip. You can tour the pyramids. Uh, you can go to the British Museum, which has tons of world history and see the artifacts online. Let the internet be your friend in this case. And when I say that, I wanna issue a little bit of caution. The internet is not always your friend with history, but mm. you can definitely find the the artifacts and the virtual field trips, like I said, and see these things. We did a virtual um, video walkthrough of um, oh, Pompeii, where oh. the the volcano exploded and just obliterated the whole town. But that volcanic ash preserved the town too. And so yeah. we just went on YouTube and started searching and we did a walkthrough with some guy who did a video and got to see that town. It was just amazing. And so instead of just reading it, we got to see it. And that kind of, mm -hmm. that's like a second layer of really experiencing it. Oh, this was real. And you can, if you want to get on an airplane, you can go over there today and walk through that. Um, and so field trips, whether they're virtual or in person are definitely fun. And, you know, get out of the house, go walk through a museum, and my favorite way to do this, obviously, is to see things that we're reading about right now. So like mm -hmm. in, in our house, we're just about to embark on Renaissance history, Renaissance and Reformation, a little bit of the beginnings of America. And so um, there's a Renaissance fair locally this month. That's a perfect opportunity to go. You can go to a Renaissance fair anytime, but man, it really makes a difference if you've been reading about it and you go see the costumes and eat the food and play the games. Even if they don't tell you anything historical, just being in that environment really brings it to life. 
Um, Go to history reenactments. You know, there's always some sort of battle reenactment you can go to. Um, American history, obviously our history is more limited, but go go see it all. Go to whatever there is available and live it in in person. Um, Food is a very fun way to bring it to life. And so look up historical recipes. And, you know, if you eat one meal every school year that's devoted to your historical timeline, they're going to remember it. Um, And and here's a tip. Every historic meal is meat and bread and then some kind of vegetable, (laughs) some kind of fruit. Put some grapes on the table if it's uh, world history, you know, Mediterranean. But every culture has meat and bread. You know, get a roasted chicken from the grocery store, get a loaf of French bread or some sort of fancy round loaf, and you've got the beginnings of a historic meal. Or look up recipes and make them together. But uh, food definitely makes school more fun. And so when they're eating food, uh, if if possible, get everybody to wear a costume, watch a movie <laughs> um, that's based on your time period, and just make the whole thing very sensory. Yeah. Speaking of costumes, my kids have all outgrown their costume phase now, but we went years and years and years where everybody wore costumes all day, every day. And so... I always tried to look out for stuff that was historic so that they could dress like a knight or a princess or someone from the Bible or a pilgrim. We had lots of pilgrim costumes. Um, give them that ability to dress up. Go, you know, yeah. we always went right after Halloween and got the clearance sales or went to thrift stores during Halloween season because they have all the used costumes out. You can get them cheap. Um, make them, whatever you want to do, but give your kids lots of opportunities to dress up and be those characters too. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.